0: Hey candy fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We wanted to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion, improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy each and every week.
1: And if you look in the top left, it's a little hard to see, but right next to that MLB symbol, you can see the word beta. <laughs> It's a beta.
0: What's up candy fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy weekly update. Each week we take a dive into the world of candy and let you know what you should be paying attention to. While David and I each have collections of our own, none of this is financial advice. Please do your own research. We are just here to have a good time. David, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Nate. Uh, Even without drops, there's there's still a lot going on and I just can't wait to get into it.
0: Yeah, so pack drops have concluded. As we knew was the case, lineup six finished on Monday. So we are left with titans to look forward to. We all have what we've ripped, what we've purchased. But yeah, so packs are done. We're going to take a look at some of the sales data for the 2022 cards. And we'll have a brief discussion on Stranger Things, which has wrapped itself up over the last couple of days as well. Free NFTs there, all the puzzles. And we are also working on something a little different for next week's show. So keep an eye out for that, doing something a little special, maybe with some uh, additional participants. So keep an eye out uh, next week for that. So probably a quick episode this week, not a ton to talk about. Let's quickly jump into Twitter and... What we did have this week was the teaser for the new Titan rarity, which if you haven't seen it yet, it is a very cool red color, which you're about to see right here. And we've got the new Titan logo or symbol to go along with it. It'll be cool to see what that gem actually looks like within that ecosystem. But yeah, as you can see, bright red color looks really cool. I'm excited about it. Should, should pair well with a lot of different team colors but looking forward to seeing those when we get the opportunity to burn. Besides that, we had another phase of the Stranger Things video, or sorry, the Stranger Things puzzles, and David put together another video on the solutions for that. So if you wanna give a little recap on that, why don't you uh, take the lead on this one? Okay, so
1: yeah, this was the end of the Stranger Things puzzle, at least what they've announced so far, and it was four weeks of puzzle solving and each week was a little different. They played out a little differently, and, and that made it confusing at times, but it also kept us on our toes. So we couldn't get complacent and just assume we knew how each week was gonna play out. Because, you know, that first week, we were able to solve one puzzle right away, and then we had to wait a couple of days to get clues delivered so we could solve the second and third puzzle. Because, at least as far as we could tell, there were three puzzles in each week. And then the second week, we had all three solutions immediately. Everything available solved it that same day, and that caught people off guard as well. Because after that first week, we assumed, you know, we'd have to wait for more clues. That it would take two or three days for each for each phase. And then, uh, after having two different weeks, we weren't sure what to expect in week three. And week three was more like week one, where we solved one puzzle the first day, and we had to wait a couple days for a couple more, you know. Uh, not not solutions, a couple more clues to be given to us so we could find those solutions. And then week four was different still. We got the first puzzle done the, the same day, and then the next morning they gave us a clue for the second puzzle, and that was it. There were only two puzzles, and it was done just like that. And that caught a lot of people off guard. That was particularly upsetting for some because there were the least prizes available in that fourth phase, And so if you weren't paying attention on day two, then you probably missed out and you weren't one of the fastest 1,100 finishers to receive the week four prize. But then this past Monday on the 26th of June, they sent out, sorry, the 27th of June. I forgot how today's. (laughs) uh, They sent out the prize for week four. And once that had been sent out, that activated the bonus prize, the bonus community puzzle, uh, because in each of the prizes so far, which are the animated posters, uh, there was a clue hidden in each of them. And then you combine all the clues to make one final puzzle. And so we did that yesterday and everyone who completed that, and I don't believe there was a limit, you just had to complete the complete the puzzle. Everyone who did that will be receiving an extra NFT as well. And, and just the whole premise of you know a free NFT for participation, I feel like that's a great way to get people started. You know, just get a, a new community built up in the candy ecosystem. And, you know, it gives people, you know, something fun to do. And it's gonna be exciting when they see, you know, potentially the types of value that their NFTs have once the marketplace for the Stranger Things launches. And so that that'll just be kind of good energy all around, without them even having released a product yet. As far as we can tell, there will be some Stranger Things products coming and those who participated in the puzzles will have early access, although we've seen with MLB that having early access isn't necessarily this exclusive thing. So what we'll see if that plays out any differently, see if they learn something from the MLB early access that they they take with them to the Stranger Things marketplace when they, when they start having those products. But you know, there were some... There were some big wins, uh, there were some questionable misses with the way they handled some of the puzzles, but all in all, it felt like, a, you know, a big success in terms of doing something new, bringing new people into the community, and, you know, just giving people enjoyment to participate in the puzzles and, and get the NFTs.
0: Yeah, it definitely created a buzz, a lot of activity in Discord. Uh, people like yourself and a couple others that were constantly helping and providing feedback on screenshots and what did I what am I missing and you know you were helping me as well Uh, but yeah it was a, a cool unique way to distribute NFTs to you know a potential new customer base and get people involved from a different angle and Stranger Things is huge it's a huge user base so you know these videos that that you've put out were helpful to a lot of people and there's definitely a lot of people that are interested in the, the subject So cool to see an expansion of the community in that way But with that, let's uh, let's take a look at some some sales data here. Let's uh, let's talk some MLB so we have Titans to look forward to on July 18th. So we're about three weeks away if that if that date holds And Mm -hmm. so we've got a lot of people considering what they want to buy, what they want to sell. And it's led to some, some movement in prices, not only because of, you know, the, the more desirable players having their packs go away. So their supply is set at a, at a particular number at this point. So sales are just depleting that number. Uh, but we also have Epic tier Titans being announced. So with that, we've got confirmation that a given player is going to have that added layer of utility to it, and that's affecting prices as well. Not the same across every lineup, not the same across every tier of player, but certainly it's creating movement in the market in terms of different cards for different reasons. So I don't know if there's anything right off the top that you wanted to, to speak on, but I'll, I'll pull up the Candy Marketplace and we'll, we'll do this old school.
1: Right, um, well, the one that stands out and it could just be the work of one or two people, and it could be because the supply on this player is so low coming from lineup five, but Tony Gonsolin, his cores and his uncommons have skyrocketed in these past seven days. His core a week ago was a dollar and it's currently $9.99, so a 900% increase week over week. And there's even been a sale that's occurred at $10. That, that was a low serial, so that, that could account for the extra value. But that that's a big move. Anything that can go 10x in a week, and you can see the vertical line there, is a pretty big move. His, his uncommons jumped quite a bit as well, from $2.63 to $19.99. And yeah, it could have just been one or two people. It could have just been someone identifying, you know, hey, there's only seven or eight Reasonable listings for this guy, so I'm just going to go ahead and snatch them all, which you know could wind up to be a viable strategy for a player that is from a lineup that didn't sell very many copies.
0: Which lineup is Gonzalez from? He's from lineup five, Line so five. Not, okay,
1: not the least, yeah, because lineup six ended up selling just under 10,000, but lineup five was somewhere in the 13, 14,000. Was it just rate? under
0: 10,000, or was it just under 12 I thought it was just under 12,000 on lineup six.
1: Lineup six.
0: Thought somebody.
1: Maybe
0: I got my wires crossed. I think somebody tweeted uh, that they had purchased something and it was eleven thousand and change. I'm not sure if it was closer to eleven or twelve, but either way, it was definitely the least sales of of any of mm-hmm. the lineups. We had lineup three basically sell out, uh, and then lineup four and five both. We're right around 15, 16,000. So either way, we were a few thousand below that on lineup six, so gonna be the lowest supply, at least in the short term for however long that lasts.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it, it does look like it was yeah between 11 and 12,000. I'm, I'm not sure where I got 10,000 from. Uh, that data must have been a couple days old. But, but still, 12,000 is less than most and Tony Gonsolin from lineup 5 is right around there as well. So something like that could account for his meteoric rise in a single week. Um, A player that might make a bit more sense is Jordan Alvarez. He saw a doubling on his core price and a near doubling on his uncommon price. Uh, If you want to take a look at that and see if it was a, a flurry of sales or if it's just been gradual. But he went from 7 dollars to to 15 looks like it's 13 currently but that's that's still a big move
0: yeah n- uh not the same spike as Gonsolin but still a decent trend up including one ridiculous sale at the end Gonsolin had a $25 and Jordan's got a $20 here so complete anomaly there and then in terms of uncommon same thing doesn't look like it was somebody that just went in Gonsolin looked like a floor sweep uh mm-hmm. this this looks just like a correction or a decision over time.
1: And, and it could just be a factor of supply because there's been some players where I've been waiting to pick up extra copies of and I'm just checking every day, checking their floor price, checking their floor price, waiting for new listings. And it's just the same listing that was there today before and the day before. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, I stare at it long enough and someone buys that one and now the floor has gone up while I've been waiting for something cheaper to come along and it just didn't happen.
0: Yeah, that's the that's been the the tail of the tape for me when it comes to Devers here. I'm gonna pull his chart up because I haven't looked at it. But uh, I was, it's funny, it's not showing my my greens here. But I was regularly grabbing these cores for five, six dollars, and then somewhere along the way, the floor just came up to to eight, nine bucks, and doesn't look as significant here. Um, not a huge amount of sales volume. But to your point, it's just a lack of sales, lack of listings and not seeing new things come in. And Mm -hmm. that means that just once in a while, somebody decides to go buy the floor, but there's not an undercut coming in to, to backfill that anymore because there just weren't that many packs. So we're starting to see things really move into a more stable market because we're really seeing the, you know, what people want compared to what is actually possessed and just even available.
1: And speaking of just things trending, just the core price as a whole for all 630 players, you know, combined, it it did see a 4% increase from one week to the next, which isn't a huge jump. You know, a lot of these individual anomalies are are much higher percentage wise. But just to see an overall positive change is still a healthy sign. Um, One that I think would be interested in looking at is the rare price. The rare sales for O'Neill Cruz uh, because he's from I believe lineup one, but he saw a massive surge of sales on his rares this past week. Uh, at the a week ago, his rare cost twenty four dollars, and I have it at ninety dollars. Is it still right about ninety?
0: Yeah, it says floor ninety with uh, the peak sale going for one twenty five for serial seventeen, and it is worth okay. noting that. I think you're right. This is the line of one. You are right. Uh, but it's worth noting that this is his highest tier card. O'Neill Cruz did not get an Epic. And mm-hmm. that is going to be why you're seeing the most uh, most impact on his rare.
1: But it, it's just, and you can see, yeah, there's just so many sales this past week compared to the the couple months that, that preceded it. You know, it had 86 rare sales a week ago and now 114. Mm-hmm that's a big jump
0: well I think he just got called up I'm pretty sure
1: right and I, I'm, I'm guessing that had a lot to do with yeah. it uh, we just had a, a play of the day for him too correct
0: uh yes yeah he hit his first home run so we first play of the day in fact he I don't might know. have
1: had two I think he had a play of the day for his debut and a play for his uh home run so they they double dipped on him pretty early on yeah on 621 or he had the debut from six twenty, okay. And then looks like today was his uh, first home run from yesterday's game. Gotcha. So yeah, they're so... pushing him pretty hard. He's got a lot of hype behind him.
0: He was the first but... prospect to really get hype in this set because he was really <laughs> the only one in lineup one. There was one other guy, uh, but he was much deeper down the prospect list. So this has been there's been hype around this one for a while. The floor on, on Cruise has been high for a while, so cool to see some unique movement on something like the rare there. And with serious volume too. Like This is not like those other cores where there were five or six sales doing it. You know, We're looking at a lot of rare sales here.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and th- there's some others that make a bit more sense for their high volume, like Adley Rutschman had particularly high volume across all rarities. You know, he had over 100 total sales this past week between the four rarities he has. And we saw pro- positive price moves on cores, on commons. Uh, Rares and epics stayed about the same, but he's from the most recent lineup. So it stands to reason that he still has a lot of people picking him up for the first time, uh, which is something we couldn't really say about O'Neill Cruz. Uh, but people who are from lineup six are still having higher than average sales because they're still the newest cards on the block. There's still people completing their sets, but it it stands out a bit more when it is those lineup one, lineup two players who are coming in with these these high volume days, you know, a couple months down the road.
0: Yeah, and Adley, again, we've got this straight line up, which just looks like a floor sweep, or it looks mm-hmm. like a small group of people making a decision together, a couple buddies. It's still right; it's relatively low volume. We're talking like ten sales here. But to have them happen, you know, from the first one was at 6:53 p.m. on the 25th, and the last one is at 7:57. So, one mm-hmm. one hour there with 10 sales of a single card feels like a, a small group or one person acting on a on a mission, which is cool. We've seen that we've seen that before, but obviously it looks different than than the gradual increase of multiple buyers. And, and that could be Titan related because he does have an epic he's not confirmed to
1: have a titan yet and from lineup six we won't have confirmation on him for some time but it could just be even you know two or three people deciding yeah i'll get 51 points and and for a player with an epic that can certainly cause that straight line floor sweep because you know when you commit to a titan you want to pick them all up right now instead of letting someone else raise the floor first mm-hmm. absolutely I don't see anything else from the 2022 set in terms of sales that really stands out.
0: You had um, mentioned yeah. the uh, the top 10 we've got a top mm-hmm. 10 uh, epic floor has shaken itself out and interestingly enough, even despite the the supply difference amongst the lineups or across the lineups, we've got some some heavy hitters from from lineup one and two still, right?
1: Right. Um, if we're just looking at the, the current epic price, the, the top three are Otani, Trout, and Wanda Franco. So that's to no one's <laughs> surprise that they might be at the top. But it just speaks to how strong their prices are when you consider that they're from lineups one and lineups two. Because those lineups have been fully distributed. Those epics are going to have the most copies in circulation compared to any of the other lineups. And so for those three in particular to be holding down that that top spot, you know, you you would almost expect someone from lineup three or lineup four to have that higher than average price because of their reduced supply. But that, that hasn't shown itself yet. They've got the strength to hold those values in light of, you know, what should be almost watering them down with the amount of supply that's been available.
0: I think that the reality is that these guys are just so significantly in a tier of their own in terms of baseball player and fandom and card culture that people are getting a slight discount. It's just hard to see because when you look mm-hmm. at it across the rest, but it just so happens that we got these guys in those first two lineups and there's they would be that much more expensive had we seen them in lineups four through six. So I'm
1: also... I think maybe it could be a psychological thing as well. Uh, maybe someone sees the the trout price and tells themselves, you know, I, I love Aaron Judge, but I'm not going to pay more for Aaron Judge than I'm going to pay for for Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that might be holding back some of those prices from those reduced supply players.
0: Definitely. Uh, when
1: other yeah, when otherwise they might be going higher just as a function of of how much more rare they are in terms of their circulation
0: it is a really interesting thing because it's just a market that is dictating itself. So you've got mm-hmm. this combination of real math factors that can't be denied and that impact it, whether or not you are aware of it or can see it. But at the same time, you've got all these emotional factors that are absolutely tied to anything, collectibles, sports, etc. So those two things are at battle with each other. And sometimes they're in conflict and sometimes they work together, but it really is so many different factors that are it's tough to predict what's gonna win out at any given point.
1: Oh, and I know particularly in some of those first couple lineups when when someone was holding a higher price for their core, I was reluctant to pay it because I tell myself, I don't know who this guy is. I don't want to pay ten dollars for his core when I'm getting everyone else for fifty cents or a dollar. And so it's yeah, I think something like that can have an impact and, and eventually you know, things either will return to normal, like we saw with, uh, what was it Vizia? Uh, yeah. He, he was the, the meme card for a week or two there. And he's since, you know, come back down to earth. But, but yeah, I think there's going to be a reluctance to, to pay more than those top players because they're the top players as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. That... Were th- were there, yeah, I was going to say, were there any other specific players you wanted to take a look at?
1: not so much from 2022 but there were some interesting things happening in 2021 as well okay uh, if we look at the prospects for a second uh, we saw that they had an overall floor increase of about four percent as well and, and most of that was from nolan gorman who you know has been making a splash in the big leagues this year as well and we saw his core price increase by 70 percent uh, and it wasn't you know, we're not talking huge numbers here on this set currently because they've come down quite a bit from, you know, four or five months ago. But just from week over week, going from $20 to 35 you know, on the back of several sales, it's still it's still worth mentioning when you have a player from these older sets who's still moving cards and who's doing it on the back of, you know, in-game performance, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, it's definitely heavily tied into how well he's been doing. You know, the chance that he might be rookie of the year. He's definitely one of the names that's getting tossed out the most for for that honor. And, you know, because just about everyone else stayed the same. And he had an increase. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. had a core increase. Really, no one had a ton of sales. But it was just, it was either enough for them to, to stay the same or, you know, or go up just a little. And so as a result, we saw just as a whole, the uncut diamond set is worth more this week than it was the week before, which is something that we haven't been able to say for a little while uh, with with that downtrend. And so uh, hopefully we'll see more weeks like this, where even if there's few sales, there just won't be as many new listings either. Uh, Because from time to time, we still see people pop up and... I guess they're just determined to to sell their entire collection for half of the current floor price. And it's, you know, it's a brief fire sale while they get rid of everything. And most stuff sells, but then maybe a couple don't. And now there's a new low floor on those unsold players. And that's, I think, contributed a lot to the past couple months of a downward trend in that uncut diamond set. But yeah, the first green numbers in a little while. We saw some similar things going on with the All-Star set as well. Um, for like the most sales, we had Xander Bogarts with six total sales, uh, four cores, one uncommon and one rare. And again, the, the numbers aren't anything like they were five months ago. You know, his, his price rose from $15 to $16. On the back of those four cells, and so really, it wasn't so much that there were, um, you know, four cells at the floor as much as there were probably four people who listed below the floor mm-hmm. and got up. Um, and it, it shows to an extent that there's still a willingness to to take bargains on that all-star set, but it, it's just determined by how many people are going to be listing at this point, listing at the bottom. Personally, I'm not gonna list at the bottom. Uh, I know that, you know, this set has so much fewer copies than the 2022 set, and it it's the first set. It, it's gonna have its day in the sun. It's just, you know, it's in a, it's in a winter right now, mm-hmm. and and that's okay.
0: Yeah, we don't we don't know what it's gonna be or when it's gonna be, but I know that I'm not gonna sell what I decided to hold on to four or five months ago. You know, I'm not gonna sell it now only to watch everybody else benefit whenever that day does come. And bottom line is everything's in a tough place right now. We are establishing, you know, where the focus is on candy. There's just there's so much more to go. We've said Mm -hmm. it before, we've we're gonna say it again. We're in this for the long term. We'll see what happens. Right now, that stuff is on the back burner. So you either, in our opinion, you either double down on it if that's something you're into or you just sit tight, which is what I've been doing. I might grab something here and there, small potatoes, because some of them are just so ridiculously priced that you have to grab something. But for the most mm-hmm. part, I did my collecting with the 2021 set. Now I have a, a little stash of it and I really hope that it has its day. And when that comes, that'll be a fun, uh, th- fun thing to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anything else on the, the 2021 set?
1: Nothing major. Like there, there's a few larger price jumps. Like we had a uh, Walker Bueller going from $20 to to 38 on the back of two sales, you know, a, again, that that's 38 compared to the probably hundred he was at mm-hmm. three months ago. Right. So it's not going to feel like a big win just yet, but, but it's still encouraging to see some great numbers in, in these sets. Right. And, It's just a trend that if it continues for a little while, um, we can be approaching kind of where things were at before.
0: Yeah. If you're somebody that is new here, then this is kind of a, you know, it's an important thing to understand at this point, which is that this chart of core Bogarts right here is an explanation of what we've seen play out over the last five months with this 2021 set, not the case with 2022. It's different. That's its own story. And you have to understand that with different elements that have played into it. But we had an astronomical rise in that first month. Everything was crazy, really just the first couple weeks. And we have seen it slowly peter off here. And so you can use that to understand the emotion of somebody that's been here since they bought packs in October, or somebody that jumped in in January, or somebody that jumped in in March. Helps you understand where people are at in terms of where they entered, where they might be exiting, and then you have to make your own decisions for what you want to buy into and what your what your objectives are for it. So it's good information to know.
1: I think something that will be enlightening as well, and so this may be something I'll work on in the next couple of weeks, is seeing a side-by-side between these types of graphs of these players or the set as a whole versus the price of Bitcoin or the price of Ethereum, you know, just to see how correlated or not they are to, to see just how much one might be affecting the other. Because something that we see, particularly in these types of kind of luxury investments, is when things start to go bad for one, the the belt tightens on the other. Mm-hmm. And so if you're feeling a sting in your crypto holdings, you're gonna be more likely to to try and recoup some some funds from your NFT holdings or something like that. And and I think it's not going to be the only explanation that there's a lot going on. You know, there was the dip that we saw after the snapshot was taken for the chasers, you know, because people felt like there just wasn't a reason to hold these anymore. Um, I disagree, but some people felt that way. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, it's, it's a factor that I think could tell an interesting story to see those graphs side by side.
0: Yeah. An overlay of a couple of different asset classes within this, Space would be a uh, would be a good thing to to visualize that. So I'm with you on that. I uh, I don't have anything else. Is there anything else that you wanted to to speak on? Was there anything else you wanted to touch on? I know that we've we've had a couple more little updates. Was there anything we wanted to touch on in the marketplace, the candy marketplace, in terms of things that have um, been it, adjusted?
1: Uh, you can sort by price range now, which is pretty helpful especially if you just want to see like the most recent big sales that have occurred you can just pull up the 500 hundred dollar plus listings and look at the sold page and you'll see oh it looks like uh the nick Lodolo legendary sold today 1500 dollars. so that had passed me by um, but just quickly pulling that up uh looks like the chris taylor sold yesterday uh 1750 so that's two things that have <laughs> been on our radar already yep. that, that right off the bat you can see by quickly looking at that $500 plus listing. Uh, there was a Bobby Witt Jr. Epic sold for 2000 Um That's cool. Let's see. Is that two days it. ago on the 26th? So I, I think, yeah, particularly for, for... It's a good way to see that there are still big spenders out there. Mm-hmm. There are still buyers for these... Attractive and, and pricey items. It's just it's about finding the right buyer. It's about you know setting your price and sticking to it. Don't just undercut every floor you see. You know if you've got the number one, the number two card, it's gonna have value to somebody. So don't feel like you have to price it below the number seventy eight card.
0: Looks like the perfect serial rare Otani 2022 sold for five hundred fifty five and fifty five cents
1: i mean that seems like that's gonna end up being a bargain someday
0: yeah this is is this is cool they having the the ability to sort by price it's just it's another angle it's a new thing that hasn't been available it's a cool thing to go look at whether it's sold listings or active listings but just a new i know that we would have hoped to have these a little bit sooner i know that these are not new features to the internet but we have spoken to the fact that this is a startup company in a new space, and the improvements are being rolled out in real time. So it's nice to have some, some new features here to look at things from a different angle.
1: And if you look in the top left, it's a little hard to see, but right next to that MLB symbol, you can see the word beta. <laughs> this is a beta. This is an incomplete site. It's a work in progress. You know, I'm sure someday we'll have the ability to, to customize these price ranges instead of being limited to the, the four or five that they gave us. But it's a start, it's progress. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the more progress we have, the better and the closer we're going to get to, to, I don't know, just being in a more perfect marketplace overall.
0: Yeah. This is going to, this is going to get somewhere that's very fluid, very easy to use, very user friendly. We're going to get there. We just aren't there yet, but piecing it together one little bit at a time. And uh, if that's all you got, that's all I got for this week.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm excited about next week's show. So I'm excited about wait.
0: next week's show as well. Definitely keep an eye out for that. Hoping to bring something, something unique to you guys. But uh, if you're still here, thank you for watching. My name is Nate. That's David. This is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. And we will see you in the next one.